As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, welcome to the walkout edition 20 to 9 Washington football team over the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm Pauliner Jr. here with Jay Morrison of The Athletic. Jay, I, I had I said, you know, if it, if it would have been professional, uh, this podcast should really sa- start with the sound of like, you know, the bourbon bottle just pours out into the glass. You know, you hear that sound of it just flowing in because I have to imagine that's the only sound that most Bengals fans are hearing right now is you if you're listening to this on Sunday night, you're deep in the bottle. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> I kind of disagree. I think the sound is glass shattering against the wall with people throwing <laughs> their bottles of whatever their chosen beverage was. There's a there's a lot of anger on Twitter right now and you you can debate how much of it is is justified and how much of it is not and I guess that's what we're going to do here over the next 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, it's one of those, you know, Joe Burrow obviously he he gets hurt in what looked like it's just a horrific looking knee injury left leg. He's already tweeted, you know, you're not going to get rid of me that easy next see you next year you know um we will see the official diagnosis of exactly how bad it is in the coming days we don't have that yet um nor would we expect to but obviously it looked the way it looked and the rest of the season will be without joe burrow uh by all it appears so you you what what, what comes of this are a number of different questions essentially the season ends season over um, it, it already was, but now what you, you know, even Jay, you wrote about this week. This is uh, the rest of this year was not, it was about wins and losses, but it was also about progress. It was about proof of concept for this coaching staff, for the direction everything is headed for Joe Burrow, for the everyone around him on this roster. It's out the window. It's out the window now because it was all contingent on Joe Burrow playing and being healthy and judging this team as it goes around him. Because this team isn't – A.J. Green said it, and I, it was honestly like it, it made me chuckle. We're going to rally around Ryan, right? <laughs> You're going to rally around Ryan Finley? 
Is that no? No one's rallying around Ryan Finley. Okay, it's you. I don't know how you judge anything from here on out. You are judging now. This is the body of work, and I think that goes for everybody, including most importantly, number one, this coaching staff. And and I don't know. You know the the hard question in this for me, Jay, is this. And if people are listening. You know, you probably have an opinion on this, especially if you've already broken that bottle that Jay mentioned. But it is, is the game plan to throw this much with this line and, you know, the different pieces, the revolving doors they put in there and and all of that, um, is this injury for that fact on the coaching staff or on the front office or is this football? Is this these things happen? You're a quarterback. You've got to throw the football. And, you know, this is the stuff that happens. And perhaps the answer to that question, most specifically how the Bengals ownership views the answer to that question, could be the deciding factor on how we judge, how they judge Zach Taylor when this season ends. I mean, I kind of see it as it's football. Yes, you, you can mitigate risk. By, by doing some of the things you mentioned, by not throwing as much, uh, doing a, a better job in the offseason of, of, of getting him more protection. But how much of that's really on Zach? How much of that's on Duke in the front office? Um, it's just, you can't play, you can't play football scared. How, players and coaches tell us that all the time. You can't worry about getting hurt. And the other thing you can't worry about is tomorrow you play to win. That, that, that is Zach Taylor's. Number one mission is to win the football game. And what gives you a better chance to win the football game than putting the ball in Joe Burrow's hands, no matter how many times you expose him to risk. It's just, it just, this happens in football. And, and I'd like to go back and look. I don't know where I would even start with this, but look at quarterbacks that have suffered season ending injuries. And, and, you know, was it because of a suspect offensive line or was it because it, it happens it's football even that play right there it was yes it, it was it wasn't a clean pocket um you know it looked like Jonathan Allen and and Michael Jordan kind of went into Joe at the same time while his leg was planted after throwing the ball you know it wasn't like it was a free runner that the offensive line just missed or anything like that it just it was a football play those things happen and i know everybody gets angry and wants to look for someone to blame but sometimes you just have to blame the game let's take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24/7 us based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. 
there's a piece of me that says, okay, um, yeah, and you did have Michael Jordan in there, and he has not been great at times this year. And you had a rookie sixth-round pick at right tackle in his first game at right tackle getting beat around the edge on the other side of that hit. You know, and you drop back and threw it 29 times in the first half, the most by a quarterback this year. Um, and, you know, so much of it was quick game, and they had started this, you know, this extended running game where it's it was one, two, and out. And, you know, you look back over the last however many weeks, last five weeks, you know, Bengals pass blocking efficiency, middle of the pack. You know, 15th, 16th, if you're looking at pro football focus, had taken a decent amount of hits, um, but it certainly had been better. To me, the question was this, and I asked Zach Taylor this, and we'll play this audio now. Could this coaching staff right now, you know, it's easy second guess in the moment, but could this coaching staff have done more to protect Joe Burrow? This is that's the question that I asked Zach Taylor after the game. That could, could you have done more to protect Joe? It's again, it's easy to second guess in these type of situations. But over the course of the season and the way you guys handled everything, could you have done more to protect him? You know, it's hard for me because you look at these. All we can do is make progress as the season goes, and we gave up a lot of pressure early in the season. In these last couple of weeks, our guys have done a great job of keeping people off Joe. He's had a great pocket. Um, you know, he did not have a sack in the first half, and the hit, as I saw it, wasn't when he had the ball in his hand, and so. You know, people keep talking about the offensive line without it seemingly watching the film from the last four weeks. And so, again, those guys have done a good job. It's been a revolving door of the players. They're doing a great job. Um, Joe's done a good job moving us down the field. And we felt like we were making a lot of progress um, over the last five weeks. And we're not going to apologize for any of that. So there's that answer uh, from Zach. And, you know, we're not going to apologize for it, he says. And there's there's a part of me where I say, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that, you know. Because you're he's you're trying to win games, you're trying to win football games. Joe, he was taking he obviously was taking some hits. You obviously have a line, but it is true. Over the last month, we weren't coming away the same way we were that first month. That first month when we're writing about uh, the different types of hits that he's taken, you know, the owls and the goddams and all those, and we wrote about, you know, this is how you ruin Joe Burrow after the week two game in Cleveland. That's because it looked horrific. They looked clueless. He was taking too many hits. That hadn't necessarily been the case in recent weeks. And the offense was gaining momentum, and it was building behind Burrow. Is what do you do? Are they supposed to not do what's working best for them offensively and what Joe Burrow wants to do? Um, so I, in, in a way, I don't hold it against him. But at the same time, it, it goes back to you do have a rookie at right tackle. You do have guys that are questionable up front, and you are throwing it that much. It's a lot. Like that, that's that it's, it's, it, you had the risk running the entire time that if this happened, all eyes were going to point to those that decided to play this way. It's part of the NFL, but man, it, when it backfires, it's ugly. Yeah. Here's the other thing though, that you, you mentioned it, that the most throws or most attempts by a quarterback in a first half this year, um, that, that stat alone is damning, but consider they ran 42 plays in the first half they ran they, they ran the ball 13 times that was the third most rushing attempts they had had all year so it's not like they just totally 
said, screw the run game. We're just going to throw, throw, throw. I mean, they had a lot of plays in that game because they, they had long drives and the defense was getting three and outs. And there, there was a lot of other things that, that went into throwing the ball 29 times. Like you mentioned, a lot of it was those, those that extended run game, just throw it, throw it out quick and get, get a short gain here or there. It, it wasn't like he was taking, you know, five, seven step drops and just exposing needlessly exposing himself to risk after risk after risk um it's just it's it's it, it's still hard for me to kind of wrap my head around where the blame goes here and and that's why I, I said before i just i think you just have to blame the game yeah and people want somebody to be fired and, yeah. and that's the case after every game and when that when this team loses and right now that is uh, it, it is the head coach in the crosshairs who is for 21 and one and that is obvious um you know the the thing that comes up next is is what is this what does this do how will they how will the team view this through his lens but also how do you view the evaluation of the rest of this team you know that was a big part of the rest of this year too was trying to evaluate if you were headed in the right direction with your roster as well and there's just no way to evaluate that, you know. It's 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 just impossible. It's like watching watching them try to play offense with Ryan Finley out there today. It's it's like you're watching a different game, you know. It's like you're watching a different game. I I thought he fell asleep in the pocket at one point before he got sacked. You know, it's like it's just a different. It's a whole different ball game, and you see the stark difference between what Burrow was doing with this group, you know, and it's. It's just it's 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 unfortunate. It's really sad. And if you're a Bengal fan, and really even just if you're a human with a pulse, you just want to vomit. You just there's a lot of things that you can tolerate, and we can debate here, and you can yell and point fingers and talk about sports. But this is sad, man. It's just sad to see this and to see it be like this. Um, you feel awful for the kid. You feel awful for Joe Burrow. You feel offer for these players that have kind of, you know, seen him as a leader and followed followed him. Um, it's just everything about it is just is just really it's just the latest sad sort of gut punch for people that uh, you know are fans of this organization. All right, before we move on, let's just take one quick break. It was four days away from being two years to the day since Alex Smith had his gruesome injury on that same field. Um, obviously, this isn't a broken legs different than what what appears to be soft tissue ACL with Joe, but it, it's just it's it's just so cruel. And you, as, as sickening and sad as it is, you you see what 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 science and surgery has become, and and you you do have optimism that he can make a full recovery from this. How soon is the question? I mean, typically those ACLs are nine months, best case scenario a year, you know, in most cases. So that means even 2021 now is in question that are they going to have him for the start of next year? It's just, it is, it's, it's a really sad situation because it's, it's not just, for the fans out there, it's not just wins and losses on the line. It's, it's you've got a coaching staff, you've got men with with jobs and careers on the line, and so much can can change here over over the, the last six weeks. I mean, on one part, you say maybe 
does the front office, you know, kind of put this on Zach's shoulders? Or on the other hand, you wonder, is this almost like a mulligan? Where if Joe was in there and they stunk it up down the stretch, then then maybe that's the front office decides that they don't have the coach they need and they move on. Now it's like doesn't matter how bad you can't you can't make any decision on the future of Zach Taylor or the rest of the coaching staff based on what happens in the next six weeks. It's it's just the that everything's blown up there from expectations. You can they can make decisions on on how he elected to use Joe Burrow and how he, he elected to, to create the game plan. But anything judging success off of what Ryan Finley can do over the last six games, it's just it's not fair. It's it's gonna we saw today the massive drop off there is between those two quarterbacks. Yeah, and that's why for that reason, I that's why you know why I said earlier, I think it comes down to how the front office feels about the way that Joe Burrow was used in front of this offensive line that they put together, by the way, um, you know, and, and how they view what happened, you know, responsibility in, with the injury. And I don't know that we know that. And I, I know people want screaming and yelling about negligence and in the off season where they didn't sign enough offensive line help. And I understand all of that. I'm trying to bring, I don't think we can do anything you know, to feed that beast any more than Bengals fans already feel it. What I'm saying is the reality is I don't know the answer to that question. And I don't know that they know the answer to that question. All they know is they had a coach who was trying to win games and was throwing it a lot. And by the way, everyone was praising that during the three-game stretch where they had one of the best offenses in football. By the, I mean, let's be honest. You know, when they were moving it up and down the field with Joe Burrow's arm and this sort of extended passing game thing that's been going on, you know, against Indy, you know, against the Browns, against Tennessee, people were praising it. You know, people were on board. Oh, Zach's got it figured out, right, after the Tennessee game. And this, I, you know, these he's got it moving in the right direction. This was, you know, that was the tone. That's what was being said. Timestamp. There's receipts out there, folks. Check it. That's what was being said. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean in the big picture this is right, but I'm saying that those the same people that were talking about how well it was working then, and we're watching this team move up and down the field against Washington doing this until the injury, you know, are you going to be the same person saying, well, you couldn't, you shouldn't have been doing it that way because he, he could get hurt? It's a really tough decision. It just makes everything so murky. It is the only thing that couldn't happen. It is the absolute center of hell nightmare scenario for the Bengals. Because now you not only do you lose him, and who knows how serious the injury is, you can't evaluate anything the rest of the way, and you are counting so much on this second half of the season for evaluation. And that's the unfortunate part. Yeah, not just evaluation, but momentum and and creating something for next year to to really kind of roll over the end of this year and into next year. And you're right. It's, a, it's all out the window. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this yeah. other than it, it sucks. For everybody involved, for the it sucks for the front office. It sucks for the coaching staff. It sucks for Joe's teammates. It sucks for Joe. It sucks for the fans. And it's just that's that's 
it's kind of what 2020 has been. It's what football has been forever. You, you just sometimes it's what life is. Sometimes it sucks and, and you have to suck it up and move on. That's true. Sometimes that, that should be the headline in this episode. Can we put sometimes <laughs> it sucks, you know, the, the, the problem Bengals fans have is like, can it just sometime not suck? There's not, you know, bottle that, bottle that feeling after the Tennessee win, I guess the time that it didn't suck. Um, Here's the thing. I do think, you know, we the big thing will be what the prognosis is on this injury. You know, is it an ACL? Is it only an ACL? Is there other stuff involved? How, how serious is this? If Joe Burrow is going to come back next year, it, you know, I, I you know, you're you're happy, right? I mean, if this looks like you know, I mean, the similarities to the Carson Palmer, you know, the way he was hit, the way, I mean, you know, the that you saw in the playoff game in 05. And, you know, that was back 15 years ago and Carson Palmer ready to go the beginning of the next season. You know, you if it looks like that, you know, I think you have confidence about the future and 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 I think there's a lot to like about what they can be next year because they still have him. Um, it's really going to – it's going to come back to that is what does that look like. And we'll figure that out more in the coming days. I'm sure it won't be too long until we will – hopefully talk to Joe Burrow probably for the last time this season. And we'll have more of that coming to you. Um, you know, and I, I feel bad for fans, you know, I know that people have, it's been the one thing that has made the Bengals interesting this year and made them relevant. And, you know, a lot of people I think had started to kind of check out after the Pittsburgh game, but we're still going to hang around to watch Burrow finish out this season and, you know, maybe go make a run at offensive rookie of the year, which is out the window um, and a lot of other stuff. And now there's just no reason to stick around. There's no reason to watch. They're not going to, you know, and, and that's the way it is. And that's, they're uninteresting now. They're a team playing out the string, wins the draft pick, you know, what what's the draft pick going to be? And start thinking about 2021 because you know the games of which you know there's six are completely uninteresting at this point yeah start rooting for the jets that's that's the hope <laughs> now is hope hope the jets can win three of their final seven and maybe the the bengals could sneak into that number one spot again oh wow jeez that discussion for another day i'm not ready for that one today it's still a little too much uh going on um Thanks everybody for listening and uh, don't drink too much. Don't, don't kick your pets. Uh, you know, take it easy. Remember it's sports. Joe Burrow's a tough guy. He's already tweeting about his comeback. Um, and, and sleep it off, you know, <laughs> just sleep it off. <laughs> Cause it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one for Bengals fans and, uh, and for football fans everywhere that enjoyed watching this guy play and, and making the game pretty fun. But, uh, that uh, that about wraps this one up, man. Uh, not too much you else. Not much you can say, and I don't even know what we did say. Um, but we tried. We tried to be here for you. Sometimes we're it's the it's the therapy couch, and uh, today is one of those. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back, of course, with more on Tuesday, uh, updating what else we know uh, about the injury. Much much more on here that podcast ground. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody. 